Hi, this is Pastor Ben Fagelin from Bright Church. I'm so glad you're listening to this podcast. I hope this message inspires you, deepens your relationship with God, and that you're encouraged in your faith. We hope to see you soon at Bright. A little while ago now, I was reading my Bible. Good thing to do, guys. Good thing to do. So I was reading my Bible and I was in 2 Samuel and something really stood out to me. And it was something that I felt like was a good reminder for my own life, but was also a message to be shared. And as I was reading, I was reading the words of David. It was a song that David had sung when he had um, been delivered from the hand of Saul. So a little bit of context, and it's not too important for the rest of the, script, rest of the message, so I'm not going to go too deep into it. But essentially, Saul was the first king of Israel. Saul made some mistakes and no longer had the favour of God on his life and was no longer to be king long term. David had the favour of God. He had a heart towards God. He was a wise man and he was a man who loved God with all his heart. And he was called to be the next king of Israel. Now, everyone loved David. David had success everywhere he went. And so Saul became very jealous of him and sought to kill him. So life for David was not easy. He had to hide in caves and he really waited out. He didn't take it into his own hands to kill Saul. He waited out for God to deliver him and to, for God to move so that everything that had been, the promises that had been put on David's life would all come to pass. And there's this, this, um, this chapter in 2 Samuel, 2 Samuel 22, and we are going to go there and read a little bit of it. We're not going to read all of it today, but David um, is saying these words after that moment. And I don't know if you have that person in your life or maybe you have a couple who they're just really wise. Like you respect what they say, you respect the choices they make, you respect the way that they carry themselves, their life, even their relationship maybe with God and their faith. And you just really respect them. And so when they speak, you know that you should listen. They're the kind of person they speak and you're like, oh, I should pay attention to that because that's good, right? Just because of who they are. And David was one of these people. And so as we read, you know, this, keep in mind the words of David, he is a man with a heart for God who has the favour of God in his life and has a lot of wisdom. He wrote a lot of our Psalms as well, where we find a lot of wisdom in there as well. So in 2 Samuel 22, 1 to 4, it says this, And David spoke to the Lord the words of this song on the day when the Lord delivered him from the hand of all his enemies and from the hand of Saul. He said, The Lord is my rock and my fortress and my deliverer. My God, my rock in whom I take refuge, my shield and the horn of my salvation, my stronghold and my refuge, my saviour, you save me from violence. I call upon the Lord who is worthy to be praised and I am saved from my enemies. Isn't that awesome that even though he went through so much, And even though he was living in caves, hiding from Saul, he says, the Lord who is worthy to be praised. I love the heart and the attitude of David. But he says a lot of good things there, right? He says a lot of good things. And even as you read on, there's this theme, something that really stood out to me on this day when I was reading my Bible. And that was the word rock. God, my rock. You know, even in the first two verses, he says it twice. Even if I, you know, look over to verse 47, the Lord lives and blessed be my rock and exalted be my God, the rock of my salvation. It's again and again and again and again. And I went through and I underlined the amount of times he said rock and I tell you what, it was a lot, (laughs) right? David had this revelation that God was his rock. And, you know, he made mistakes. He was not perfect, but he knew where his foundations lay. 
I'm not sure this year if you've already had plans cancelled. I can guarantee over the last two years you would have. I don't know if there's things that you're looking forward to and you're anxious whether they'll happen or if you're even anxious about the year ahead and what that might look for, might, might look like. But I think as we head into 2022, I know it's weird, we're there. It's very odd, I'm getting used to it. Writing the new date, that's always, a, that's always an adjustment, right? But as we gear up for the year, we would do well to learn something from David's revelation and to apply it into our own life. It's not just in the Old Testament that we read about this idea of God being our rock. But Jesus actually speaks about it. And you know, David was wise. We should listen to what he says. But when Jesus speaks, it's like the ultimate authority. Okay, when Jesus speaks, we listen. And so there's a familiar um, or quite well-known um, message or sermon called the Sermon on the Mount. And it's a, it's a sermon that Jesus preaches. Right, And we find it in Matthew 7, and we are going to head there in just a moment. But the Sermon on the Mount could be considered or could be known as kind of a, a sermon on what's right and wrong. Kind of like, good, you know, what, what are good morals, right? But you know, it's less of an expression of what's good and bad. And it's more of an expression of the character and the heart of Jesus. You see, it actually reveals to us the heart of Jesus. It reveals to us what Jesus sees, the words of Jesus, what he sees to be good, what he sees to be right. But it's actually a reflection of his character and the character of our God. And the second part of the Sermon on the Mount is really more about, um, I suppose, the dangers that we can pose to ourselves. Right? I love how Pastor Matt said last week, you know, the biggest battle in 2022 will be the one against yourself. Right? We can funnily enough, actually be quite a danger to ourselves, whether it be our mindset, our actions, our choices, whatever it might be, that we can actually be the biggest danger to ourselves. And we're going to read in Matthew 7, 24 to 29, and this is um, towards the end of the Sermon on the Mount. It says, Everyone then who hears these words of mine and does them will be like a wise man who built his house on the rock. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat on that house but it did not fall because it had been founded on the rock. And everyone who hears these words of mine and does not do them will be like a foolish man who built his house on the sand. And the rain fell and the floods came and the winds blew and beat against that house and it fell. And great was the fall of it. You know, I have grown up as a Christian. I've grown up in church and I have heard that scripture many, many times. And in many ways, it's been a really important scripture in my life. But at times, it also becomes a scripture that I know, but don't necessarily live out. Yeah. And who knows, there is a difference between knowing something and living it. Yeah. And as we go into 2022, I think this scripture is so important for us to reflect on as we reset our mind and reset our foundations and lay our foundations in the right place. Yeah, now, a while ago... Um, one of my friends, they were looking at buying a house. And it's, it's been a pretty tough market, right? My husband, Zach, and I, we bought a house this year. And I can guarantee you, it's been a really tough market. Probably says everyone who's ever bought a house. But this friend of mine was buying a house at a similar time. And they'd had quite a few setbacks. Finally, they got this house. And they were so excited. They finally won one. They got it. They thought it looked great. You know, it was brick. They thought it's stable. It's secure. It's in a great place. We're so excited. 
But when they put in for the house, they also put it in with conditions. And one of those conditions was for a building inspection. Things were moving pretty quickly, so they hadn't had time to do one yet, and, and they put in for the building inspection. Thank goodness they did. You see, the house, it looked great on the outside. But when they got the report back, there were heaps of issues with the house, one of those being that it was about to fall apart. <laughs> it was actually about to fall down. And so obviously they didn't end up getting this house and it was another setback, but who knows that both physically but also spiritually, foundations are key to stability. Foundations are key to stability. Jesus is pointing out here essentially two ways you can build your life. You can either build it on the rock, being Jesus, or you can build it on the sand, being anything that is not Jesus. That might be other religions, philosophies, worldly things. Maybe stability for you or for someone you know has become really like worldly success. So, you know, having lots of money, doing well in in whatever you might be doing. Maybe it looks like approval from others. If, If you've got the approval from others, life is okay. But if you don't get it, maybe life comes crumbling down around you. Maybe it looks like that promotion. Maybe it looks like being the best at what you do or being accepted or appreciated by others. How do you go when you do something and you're not appreciated for it? can you still keep going? Like if you're at work and you feel like you're doing something really great, but you don't get the appreciation, well, it's good to encourage people and please do that. (laughs) You know, can you still come with the same attitude? Can you still come with the same heart, even if you don't get the appreciation for what you're doing? Where is your stability? You know, this is, I think this is a big one for where we can find our stability and that's in relationships. It can be really easy, and sometimes we don't even notice we're doing it, to build our life around another person. Maybe it's a spouse, you know, husband, wife, girlfriend, boyfriend. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe you're a parent and you're starting to build your life around your children. Maybe you're, maybe you're a child and you build your life around another family relationship like your parents. Maybe it's a best friend. And so long as that relationship's going well, but if that wasn't there and something were to happen, how how would you go? How would you go? You know, relationships are great in themselves and they offer a great support. They're a great support, but they are not your foundation. There is only one relationship that can do that and that is your relationship with Jesus. That is the only relationship that can be your foundation. So when the winds come, when life gets tricky, and you know what, I hope this is a really great year for you. <laughs> I hope it is a great year. But when things get tricky, because the Bible says the storms will come. Yeah. When it gets tricky, where are your foundations? Yeah. If there is a diagnosis, if, if there is uh, something happening in your job, if there is relationship breakdown or maybe Rona strikes again, yeah. where is your foundation in that moment? Yeah. I don't know if anyone else has this thought I have it a lot where I genuinely think I don't know how I would function without Jesus in my life does anyone else ever have that thought where life gets chaotic and gets a bit crazy and you're like how would I do this without Jesus because when things start to get crazy around you there's this incredible thing when Jesus is your foundation that you know what you may not become quite as anxious as what you might have been Or things may be hard, but it doesn't affect the core of who you are. There is this stability that is found when we put our hope in Jesus. 
that solid foundation, while it it's it, in a way helps us to live a more content life, in, in a way helps us to be able to face the challenges of life with, with a confidence, it's actually not there so we can just live in comfort. That stability in our life isn't just for us. That stability in our life means that no matter the season we're in, we can always live out what Jesus is calling us to do. Because you see, if the wind comes and knocks us down, then who's going to share the name of Jesus? If it comes and knocks us down, then who's there to build the kingdom of God? Who's there to share the hope and the love that Jesus has for his people? We need that solid foundation so that in every season we won't be taken out when the enemy or the wind comes our way. You know, at at the time when... um, when the religious, at the time when Jesus was speaking, the religious kind of establishment at the time, it was a very surface level faith. And the reason that it was surface level was because it was about the rules and the regulations. It was about what you say, what you do, but it wasn't so much about the quality of the heart and the health of the heart. You see, their heart was turned away from Jesus. And so even though they might have said the right things and done the right things, they were building on the sand because their heart was turned away from Jesus. You know, your year ahead doesn't have to be subject to the circumstances and the environment around you. Yes, there is a reality that it will affect your life. (laughs) There is a reality that it will affect what's going on in your year, but it doesn't have to affect your mindset. It doesn't have to affect your perspective. It doesn't have to affect your faith or your heart. In fact, if you allow Jesus in, he may even change those things for the better. It's possible to have a hard year and to come out of it grateful. You know, I think of the Apostle Paul. <laughs> he, he, he went to prison for his faith. He was beaten for his faith. He also, you know, he was, he was very successful in his ministry in the churches. And so he would have probably had people praising him for his faith. Um, You know, he was a Roman citizen. So there's certain luxuries with that, but then, you know, he ends up in prison. And so he, he did know what it was to be brought high and brought low. And he talks about it in Philippians and he says, I know what it is to be brought high. I know what it is to be brought low. But he says that, you know, he, he can stay content through every circumstance. And why is that? That regardless of what is going on, he can stay content, he can stay stable. It's because his hope, his joy and his foundation was in Jesus. It was in the rock of Christ. We are all building something, right? Your life is building something. So what are you building? You know, sometimes things look safe, but they're not. I don't know if you've ever had that moment where you've been in a situation and it looked safe, but it wasn't. For me... This is if there's chili hidden in a meal and I can't see it. Looks safe, not safe. Not safe for me at all. Another example of this is I was in Indonesia uh, a couple of years ago and I did have to face some spicy food while I was there, but this is not what that story is about. I was in Indonesia a couple of years ago and um, I was with some friends and also some locals and we thought it would be really fun to go to this waterfall where you could jump in. Now we get there and it's looking pretty safe. It was about eight metre waterfall and I like I find it really fun jumping off things into water. Uh, you might not be one of those people and to be honest, I haven't tried it in a couple of years so I might be different now but at the time, I thought that sounded like the best idea. So much fun. I was with locals, I was with a friend who had done it before. Everything seemed safe. So I jump in, have a great time, I'm fine. 
Then my friend jumps in after me thinking, well, Ruth is gone. And of course I had to go first, right? And then they're like, Ruth's gone, it looks safe. Anyway, they come out of the water, they're holding their wrist. I'm like, what happened, what happened? Turns out if I jumped just a little bit further to the right, I would have landed on a tree. <laughs> what looked safe was not so safe after all. And thankfully I you know, had the good sense to not jump in again after that. But where Jesus was preaching this message was actually near to the Sea of Galilee. And what we've got to understand about the Sea of Galilee is the sand in the summer was really, really hard. It would have looked convincing. If you had someone, they're like, I'm going to build a house, they rocked up and they didn't know any better, that probably looked like a really convincing foundation. It was really, really hard. But obviously, seasons change. And so the wise builder knew they had to dig beneath the sand into the bedrock to build a solid foundation. And I think there's so much we can learn from this context. You know, they didn't just build for the season they were in, they built for the season to come. And we need to do the same. We don't just build. Maybe you're in a really good season right now. Maybe you're like, things are actually pretty, pretty good. Things are pretty easy. Life's good. You can't just build for the season you're in. You need to prepare for the one to come. The other thing that really stood out to me in this context is that, you know, your foundation will be as deep as your relationship with Jesus. You actually need to do the digging. <laughs> when I pictured, you know, when I read this um, scripture for the first time and over the years, I kind of, for some reason, Mount Martha pops into my mind. I don't know why, but it's Mount Martha that pops into my mind. It's soft sand, right? And then I picture like building in the suburbs. I'm like, well, that's clear. Like why on earth would you build on sand? Okay, why, why would you do that? But then I learn it's not so much in this context that one's over here and the other is over there. It's more that the sand is on top of the rock and you've actually got to dig through the sand to get to the rock. If your relationship with Jesus is only surface level, then your foundation will reflect that. But you need to dig deep, dig deep in your relationship with him. As you spend time with him, it will help you to dig deep and increase the strength of your foundation. But if you don't do the digging, you're not going to hit the rock. We live in a world where culture changes expectations change, what's cool changes, laws change. I think of even like last, yeah, we've had a lot of laws changing, but there are certain laws even around religion and what we can and can't do that are changing um, and some that have already been changed. And so we live in a world where we can't guarantee what things will look like moving forward. And the thing is, if we fall into the trap of actually putting our foundations in the world or or in others approval or what seems right and wrong in the world then we're bound to have that foundation shifting over time you see the thing about Jesus is he is constant you know we sung it earlier he the, the he is constant he never changes and if we put our foundations in him we'll find that we're able to have a solid foundation that doesn't shift over time as the world shifts around us our foundations can't afford to you know, what would be amazing if it's God's people, if we were actually moved and if we were shaken by the purposes of God and his heart, as opposed to being moved and, shake, and shook, shaken by, by the things of this world. If we're too busy being knocked over by the things of this world, we're going to have no capacity to be moved by the heart of God. Building your foundation on the rock of Jesus will keep you steady in the midst of an uncertain world. 
we have this, um, this phrase on our website and maybe you've seen it, maybe you haven't, um, but it says, life is unpredictable. We'll help you find peace and purpose in the midst of uncertainty. And, you know, this is a very intentional statement. And we did do that just before COVID hit. Just saying, right? Life is unpredictable. And the reason this is so intentional is because we know that. That's the same, whether you're Christian or not, life is unpredictable, right? Whether you believe in Jesus or not, that is our reality. But if you want to find peace, if you want to find purpose, build your life on Jesus. It's as simple as that. Build your life on a firm foundation, a foundation that doesn't shift, doesn't change, and on a God who loves you. You know, you can have two identical houses, right? They could be the same colour, both weatherboard. They can have the same roof. They can have the same doors, windows. Everything looks the same. The same layout, identical houses. But when you look under the surface at the foundation, you could find that those two houses that looked the same were actually very different. One could have the solid foundation and one could not. And, you know, I think we need to be so careful of this in our own lives because who knows that it can be easy to come to church and say the right things and do the, you know, go to the events and turn up to church on Sunday and seem to look like everything is going really well. You could look like that house that looks great on the outside, but the foundations underneath are not so steady. It can be really, really easy to do this and to have that superficial faith, even though it looks like we're doing all the right things. You know, I want to encourage you today, if you feel like that might be you, I want to encourage you that you might feel like you're maybe fooling other people or, you know, you might feel like, oh, you might even feel like I'm going to church. No, I'm not spending time with God, but like I go to church, so I'm fine. I want to encourage you that God actually has a better plan. He actually wants to have relationship with you. You know, the enemy can really use this superficial faith and to, to start telling you things like, you're not who they think you are. You're, you're not who they think you are. You know, you're, that's just an act. That, you know, they, they're going to find out eventually. He can start to put things like this in your ear. And the thing is, is that when you feel those things, we can start to actually put more pressure on ourselves. We can start to try to carry that foundation in our own strength. We can start to push God away, push people away. And that is not what God has for you in your life. He has so much more for you. If you're doing it in your own strength, it will crack. But God has provided a better way through relationship with Jesus and His strength. It's not about what you say. It's not about what you do. It's about that personal relationship with Jesus. You see, the thing about that relationship with Jesus is that it actually moves us. It changes us. You know, we become more like Jesus. You know how I said the Sermon on the Mount was a reflection of His character? And this scripture talks about doing and hearing his, you know, hearing his words and doing his words. Well, as we build that relationship, as we build that foundation, we can't help but be changed into to be more like the character of God. And we will be hearing and doing those words purely out of a love and a relationship with him. It's about that relationship. It might be visible on the surface, but it's the depth that truly matters. Those houses, they looked the same, but if the wind came one of them would have come crumbling down. I want to encourage everyone, do not let the storm be the first test that you do. 
We need to audit our foundations before the storms come. Don't let the storm be your foundation test. Storms have a way of revealing what was already there. And you might have seen that even over the last couple of years. You might have seen that things that you didn't realise were in your heart just kind of came out or friends or family or your spouse, whoever it might be. Storms have a way of revealing what's already there, but we actually don't have to wait for that moment to work out where our foundations were. We don't have to wait for that to be our test. You know, a couple of ways you can audit where your foundations are. Look at the fruit of your life. What is it producing, right? What, what, is, what is happening in your life? I think it's worth pointing out that sometimes circumstances can be a, a result of your choices, but there are also circumstances that are just no one saw coming. They were unavoidable, right? They were not your fault, okay? And, and I think it's worth saying that because uh, if, if you are in difficult circumstances right now, please don't, please don't feel like you've done something wrong and God is punishing you. Some circumstances are just unavoidable and it's part of the world that we live in. But the question is, how do you actually carry yourself in that circumstance? How do you conduct yourself in that circumstance? You know, what do you, do you listen to the words of Jesus? Do you open your heart to him? Do you still choose to act on the words of Jesus even when things are difficult? How do you carry yourself through those difficult times? Another, I suppose, few questions that you could use to to audit your foundations. Do you know of Jesus or do you actually know him personally? Do you just know of him? Remember, there's a difference between knowing something and living it. Do you know him or do you actually know him personally? Have you made the decision to follow Jesus for yourself? Maybe, maybe it's just that you've grown up in church and you're like, this is just where I am. I found myself here. You know, have you made that decision to follow him for yourself? He wants a relationship with you. But is that relationship actually evident in your life in any way? Do you love Jesus? That could you actually say you love him? Do you hear his words and follow through with what he's asking you to do? Or do you just ignore it and do your own thing? Now, let's point out no one's perfect right? No one's perfect. And that's why we have Jesus. God knows we're not perfect. That's why he sent Jesus. But do you have a heart to do these things? Is your heart towards Jesus? When everyone else is down and negative and there's kind of darkness in a space, what do you do? Do you just join in or do you actually bring positivity and light into that place? These are some of the things that you can look at to work out where are my foundations? What is the fruit of my life producing? We need to examine our hearts frequently and not just by the culture around us and what seems to look good and and be right, but through reflection and time with Jesus. You know, a person in this scripture, a person who builds the house um, on the shifting foundation, that was likened to the person who hears Jesus' words, but doesn't put them into practice. The one who builds the rock is likened to the person who hears Jesus' words and puts them into practice. So essentially, it's the difference between obedience and disobedience. Who hears the words and puts them into practice and who doesn't, who hears them but doesn't put them into practice. It's the difference between obedience and disobedience. Now, we can hear these words and be like, well, it feels very works-based. feels very like, do the right thing and he'll love you. It's not about that. 
He will love you anyway. But how are you going to choose to carry yourself through life? And what is the fruit of the life that you are living? Because we should hope that the fruit is reflecting the words of Jesus and acting on that as we build our foundation on Him. You know, I kind of think as well, like, wouldn't we be wise to listen to the words of the one that created us? Like, surely He knows a little bit about the way that we should live. He created us. He knows. He knows the ins and outs. He, we can't even start to fathom or imagine the intricacies of what He knows in this world. So wouldn't we be wise to actually listen? You know, it's easy to hear things that sound like rules and be like, oh, just wants us to do the right thing. It's like, well, actually, He loves us. He puts it there to, to help us so that we're not left wondering, you know, what, what, what is good? What would Jesus want in this situation? What is the heart of Jesus in this situation? We don't have to wonder. It's here. He put it here for us. You know, we believe in a God who sent His one and only Son, Jesus. And the reason that Jesus had to come is because, well, we've all fallen short of the glory of God. We've all sinned. Sin is just missing the mark of what God had for you. But you see, sin, it's a big deal because it separates us from God. And God, He loves us and He wants a relationship with us. That's very difficult when we just kept sinning and sinning and sinning and separating ourselves further and further from God. And so God, He sent His one and only Son, Jesus, who lived a perfect life. And then Jesus went on the cross to pay the penalty for sin, which was death. That's why it's so important that He died and was raised again. Because in being raised again, He defeated that power of sin. It means that now Jesus, now God, He sees our, us with that perfect life of Jesus. When He looks at us, He sees that perfect life that Jesus led. You know, that means that we can actually have relationship with Him again. It means that we don't have to work for things. We don't have to worry about whether God will love us or not because we're in a position where He'll love us no matter what. He loves us. He loves you. He wants to have a relationship with you. But you know, when you love someone, you know, He shows His love towards us and and, and in return, we love Him. When you love someone, don't you want to please them? We're not always going to get it right, but isn't like shouldn't your heart be towards pleasing them, towards doing what what they say than the words and, and and wanting to do well by them? So how do we make sure we're building on the rock? You got to make sure you're digging deep. Digging can be time consuming, right? Like I'm thinking with a shovel, a shovel, not so much machinery, right? Digging can be time consuming, but I tell you what it's definitely more enjoyable than digging dirt, right? We get to spend time with Jesus. We get to spend time with the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords. We get to have a relationship with Him. It's a lot more exciting digging in our spiritual life than physically in the backyard. Our spiritual disciplines are really important. And you know, as a church, even last year, we tried to put a really big emphasis on spiritual disciplines. That's things like reading your Bible, prayer, fasting, um, all these sorts of things. We, we try to put a really big emphasis on it because who knows that as we do those things, we can't help but grow in our relationship with God because they're spending time with Him. And as we spend time with Him, 
we are transformed in our character and all those things that we hope to do, you know, as God's people, like outreach into our community, all those things we hope to do, like building great leaders in this world and making a change in this world and, and, and seeing people come to know Jesus, all those things, they will just naturally come as our character is transformed by who Jesus is. And so as a church, we put this really big emphasis on spiritual disciplines and we're going to do the same this year because it's so important to be spending that time with Him. You know, it's never too late to build your foundation. It's never too late to start. Maybe it's been really hard and you've been out of routine and so it's just something you haven't got around to. Maybe you feel guilty or maybe, you know, you feel guilty for not reading your Bible and so you're starting to push God away because when you come to it, you just feel more guilty because you're like, oh, I haven't done this this week. I haven't done this in all year, you know. Maybe, maybe you're starting to push God away or maybe you're just waiting to feel like it. I've done that. 100%. I'm like, ah, just do it later when I feel like it. Don't wait till you feel like it, okay? You know, maybe you're worried that you don't know how and you're like, oh, I don't know how to talk to God. I don't know how to hear from Him. I don't know, I don't know how to read the Bible. They're just words and I don't, I don't get it. Well, I want to encourage you again, that's not, God, that's not God's heart. He wants to meet with you and connect with you. And you know what? If you are having trouble with some of that, there are ways that even as a church that we can support you. You know, small groups, for example. We, we talk in small groups about how to read our Bible. We do it together. We can learn from each other. That's why we're in, in a community. So we can actually learn and help, help each other. It's never too late to build your foundations. And yes, you can put it off, but wouldn't it be better to start sooner rather than later? I mean, imagine this year if you were to commit to reading your Bible, imagine this year how much you would grow. As you go into 2023, how much you would grow. As you, you know, face challenges in 2022, how much more steady you will be because you've prepared for the season to come. Building your foundation on the rock of Jesus will keep you steady in the midst of an uncertain world. I'm going to get everyone to stand now and I'm going to take a moment to pray. And I really simply want to pray for this today. For anyone who wants to choose this year to reset and to build their foundation on the rock of Jesus. Maybe you're doing that really well right now. And you're like, actually, like I'm doing my audit and I, I think I'm doing great. But I want you right now to make that decision over again for this year to choose to build your foundation on the rock of Jesus and to dig deep to spend time with Him. So with every eye closed, I just want to give people an opportunity to respond. And if that's you, why don't you raise your hand and just say, yep, Jesus, it's not even for me. It's just to say, yep, Jesus, I am going to build my life on you and this year I'm going to choose to set my foundations on you. Thank you, Jesus. You know, there's a lot of people who I'm a bit concerned about because if you're not building your foundation on Jesus, 22 could get a little bit rocky. <laughs> so I'm just going to give you one more chance. If that's you, you can just raise, raise, your, raise your hands to heaven and just say, Jesus, this is me making this commitment to you for this year. Jesus, you are so good. And we praise you that... You haven't just put us here and left us here, but you want to have relationship with us. 
you know, as things come in life, you are our answer. And we praise you, God, that you want to be there for us, with us. And I pray that we would choose to set you as our foundation for this year. I pray that we would that we would do the digging, that we would spend time with you, God, that we would be able, as storms come, that we would be able to weather the storms because our foundation is firmly fixed on the one who never changes, on the one who is greater than all things and all powerful. We thank you, God, for who you are. And we pray that you would continue to change our hearts, that you continue to transform our character as we hear your words. God, I pray that we would do them. And pray these things in Jesus' name. Amen. Hey, thanks for listening to the Bright Weekly Podcast. We hope you're encouraged today and we'd love to see you at one of our services. So to connect further with us, head over to brightchurch.com.